0: from st louis missouri it's the technically speaking podcast brought to you by doherty business solutions get ready because it's time to talk nerdy on the technically speaking podcast welcome back to the technically speaking podcast i am your cruise director john hartman um, pushing the buttons and uh, asking the questions, the tough questions. You're gonna put these agile people to the test. I guess um, we are here at the Agile Midwest Conference. I don't know if I just said that or not, but um, this is a lovely, uh, a lovely convention center. This this uh, this conference has actually grown quite a lot um, from from even just last year, and um, this, the 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 level of speakers, the amount of speakers has grown, and uh, such. Uh, Such as that, uh, Shahzad is joining me across the table. Um, He's a senior manager at Cerner Corporation. So uh, welcome to the podcast, Shahzad. Listen to that applause. The live live studio audience. So you're from Kansas City. uh, You work at Cerner. Mm -hmm. um, And you are speaking today. uh, Your presentation title is Creating a Culture of Learning and Experimentation, Succeeding in a World of CD and DevOps. Um, I think so that's a mouthful a little bit. So, yeah, yeah. um, so unpack that a little bit for us and, and kind of talk about, uh, the importance of this and how this fits in kind of, uh, with the other, uh, the, uh, the other, uh, agile, uh, practices.
1: Yeah. So, um, really the motivation of this talk came from my own personal experiences. So, At Cerner, my team and uh, the teams I work with, we have been going through a journey of really embracing DevOps practices and want to get in really streamlined on continuous delivery. Through the process we learn a lot of things and essentially this talk is uh, to say what kind of experiments we ran and why running those experiments was really important because the techno the world of technology is changing so fast and uh, every year or every month feels like there's something new that's out there that you're like should I use it or not use it uh, so the purpose of this talk is like kind of a, a real world example real experiences uh, from from Cerner that we ra- uh, experiments we ran that help us quickly learn whether, Something is applicable, something we should use, or something is great but maybe not today kind of deal. So
0: yeah. So do you feel like Cerner has has shifted, and just business in general has kind of shifted this mindset of uh, it's okay to fail as long as we do it with a purpose and we do it quickly and we learn from it. Is that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, it's been over the years. It's not something that just happens overnight. Obviously, sub- such culture shift takes a while to uh, take hold. Uh, but that's definitely we're heading towards, where this uh, culture of experimentation is very much expected—not not even just encouraged, but expected—that you are going to run some experiments, and they will fail, and that's fine, as long as we learn from them, and next time do it, do something better.
0: So you, you're you're going to be talking about kind of giving people a roadmap for how to get, you know, to that point where. Uh, um, where where there, where there uh, the, the culture is one of experimentation and one one of learning, so um, what what does some of that roadmap look like? What what are some of the things that you guys have learned along the way that have that has helped?
1: Sure. So um, uh, so the way I'm going to structure the talk hopefully is that coming out of the talk that people actually have some action items, things that they can use tomorrow when they go back to work after this conference. Um, So, some of the thing is like one thing we started doing uh, about in 2014, we started running uh, internal hackathons. So, Ship It, we call them Ship It Days. Uh, They were inspired by Atlassian. We saw what they did and some of our teams who were running it on their own like every other Friday or something like that, we organized it into more of a wider effort. And uh, the idea is that we run it during the week and that it's a work event. Uh, It's not something on the weekends or something and give people 24 hours and then you actually get to see if you take away all the noise from people and give them just 24 hours of focus time, the amount of great innovation that comes out of it. And things you can prove very quickly in a short amount of time. So ship it days or hackathons are one thing I talk about. Um, another one is that if once you start doing that, you can also do some uh, value stream mapping, which is uh, kind of, Think a bit of it as a process map, but a little bit more detail. You capture how much work you're doing, how long it takes. Those that kind of information to helps you see like what, where is the true waste in your system. So when we talk about lean and agile concepts, it's really all about addressing waste in your system. But value stream map is an effective way to identify waste in your system, and that's something you can then also use as a business case to say, look, if we go in implement this from a CD perspective or automate this step, it will actually save us this much time or money or whatever it may be. And it helps you kind of build that business case. So that's another idea that I feel like teams should start doing, kind of helping addressing some of those waste items in their system.
0: Yeah. So I think it's interesting to go back to even the hackathon thing is to, that you kind of intentionally said that it's during the week. I think yeah. like a lot of companies, uh, I mean, uh, Darty included, I, we, we just had a hackathon like last weekend, actually, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so I, I guess it's the, the, uh, the idea that, you know, this is not a just a, uh, an add on item. This is part of our culture and part of who we are. And so, so, so is there a, a benefit, you know, in your mind to specifically making this, um, part of the work week?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I personally believe because I mean, all of us have, uh, I shouldn't say all of us, but quite a few of us have kids and, you know, families, um, that we are working with, um, so over the weekends, everybody cannot attend. So if you, if you make it, a, and if, especially if you make it a weekend event, then is it um, only people who are able to and it feels like you're asking people to do extra work. The idea be, behind do, doing it during the week is that this is an absolute expectation. We, we want you to do it. It's part of the planned work. So we work it into our project plans. We announce the dates well in advance so people can adjust their plans if they need to. Um, And that encourages people to participate more and because and some of the benefits that we see out of it Are things that we are tangibly using in production today? Um, The idea is that you have 24 hours and you ship something at the end of 24 hours and we literally have seen tools and things coming out of those 24 hours that next day or next week uh, Teams were using in production. I remember a, a tool that was written on our second hackathon in 2014 that to date uh, is almost used every day by somebody in production like that's the amount of value it adds it's something really quick and still adding value three almost three years later wow
0: so do you uh, do you uh, um, offer any kind of prizes or like is it recognition uh, how, how are those structured because yeah, uh, yeah.
1: uh, obviously you have to make it competitive to yeah. make it.
0: <laughs> yeah you have to gamify it
1: you have to gamify it a little bit so there is uh, I mean hopefully we hope we hope that everybody attends it because they want to have some time. But uh, we do have, uh, we have a panel of judges that will, uh, everybody does a demo at the end of 24 hours. And we have a panel of judges that are our distinguished engineers, uh, senior architects and leaders from Cerner who kind of respect in the community, they do the judging. And the team that wins gets a golden keyboard It's really a keyboard that's spray painted gold, but it's a golden keyboard. Um, So we we get to, you get that, and you get to place a little trinket on it because it's a traveling trophy. Um, And then we have just other prizes for the top three teams. We have some fun prizes, like the team that named themselves the best gets a big bowl of cheese balls. Um, And then we do some other recognition, like we, Cerner has a public blog called engineering.cerner.com. We get a public blog out there with their name, their picture, uh, so they get to talk about the project they did. Uh, so it's more of a public recognition of, like, that's available outside of Cerner. Yeah. Um, so that, that also becomes as part of that recognition.
0: Well, I'll just give a quick shout-out real quick because our, our our hackathon was on the weekend, this past weekend, but they gave out a $10,000 first prize. Oh, wow. So that yes. was a little bit of a <laughs> – yeah. maybe they could have done it during the week, um, but they, they made it a little more – uh, I guess I guess ten grand is, is enough that's to different. get out of bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's for, that's for that. a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. So, um, so you're here. You're speaking uh, at the Agile conference here. Um, is this your first conference that you've uh, uh, that you've spoken at, or, or you go around to the circuit?
1: Uh, no, I mostly speak within Kansas City. Uh, so I've spoken at Kansas City Developers Conference, Lean Agile KC, which is in November. I've spoken there a few times. Uh, Mostly, most of the public speaking I've done is within Kansas City. This is the first time actually I'm speaking outside of Kansas City, so St. Louis. uh, It's exciting to be here. Um, It's the first time coming to Agile Midwest too, so I'm excited to hear. uh, The speaker lineup looks really good, so I'm excited to see, attend some of the talks and learn from uh, some other Agilists outside of Kansas City.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting. I think we've, I've mentioned it in a, in a podcast previous to this, is of, of that, you know, Agile has kind of um, brought together a lot of different types of people now. So you get to these agile conferences. I mean, maybe, so you've been doing, I, I see agile since like 2009. So yep. that's, that's a pretty long time. And back then it was what, just probably software developers back then. Yeah, yeah. And now you've got, you've got improv people here. You've got, you know, there's a guy doing one on hip hop and agile. Um, you've got yourself who, who a little bit more of the technical and software development, um, uh, track but it's it's just interesting to see how agile has kind of enveloped the, the whole the whole business community
1: yeah absolutely i think the that's some of the cool uh, transformation that i've noticed is now when we start talking about things like continuous delivery and continuous deployment you can't really get to that until your entire value stream is optimized right so that's where everything from finance hr uh, um, consulting whatever you have implementation everything has to become part of it you can only optimize software development so much before you start hitting the boundaries on the edges. And until you don't bring them into the Agile journey, um, you will not get the full value out of it. So that's where I think now we, at these conferences, we see all sorts of different roles, and uh, which makes it a very, very exciting um, proposition to, to hear how people, different people are thinking about the same concepts.
0: So um, to shift gears a little bit, I want to talk about an interesting project that you're involved with. Uh, um, so our crack team of researchers found that you uh, you graduated from uh, University of Michigan, and while there, you were part of the, the solar car team. Yep. Um, did you guys employ agile practices back then, and, and what was that like?
1: Uh, so this was, uh, oh, I think back in 2003 that I was part of that team. <laughs> uh, so this is when I was at, at University of Michigan. Uh, they have, because it's a student-run team, uh, and I was part of that team. Um, I honestly... Don't know if he used Agile much. Uh, we did have smaller teams. So the solar car team was quite big with different departments and stuff. Um, uh, so I was part of the strategy team and we were a pretty small team and we used to work, meet and do together in chunks. So I think we were unknowingly applying Agile practices. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was really exciting. I do wanna give a shout out to them because they're right now competing in the World Solar, solar Challenge in Australia. And as of last night, they were in second place. I haven't checked today That's where they, awesome. have, they have reached today, so I think they were a day or two away from finishing. So hopefully they'll win.
0: <laughs> yeah, you would think, uh, you know, with Michigan and kind of having the auto industry up there, yeah. that uh, that maybe you have some good sponsorship or something like that. Uh, I imagine that they,
1: they do. They, I think, they work with all the GM and Ford, all of them, to kind of work with different aspects of the solar car, and they have all, a lot of other sponsors too. Um,
0: well, that's awesome. So, Shazad, I, I uh, appreciate you coming on the podcast uh, today and talking a little bit about, uh, about w- offering your insights and, and your unique perspective. If people uh, want to get in contact with you, uh, they, they, they like your ideas, they want to find out a little bit more, how would they get in contact with you?
1: Sure. Uh, I mean, you can reach me through my Twitter handle. It's um, at M under Shehzad under Z, uh, as well as if uh, you can contact me via email. Uh, it's shazad.zuffer at CERN.com. And I would be happy to answer any questions and uh, collaborate.
0: Awesome. Well, Shazad, I appreciate you coming on the podcast again. Um, good, good, uh, good luck in your talk later this, uh, this morning or this afternoon. And, uh, and we'll talk to you guys soon.
1: All right. Thank you very much. It was very exciting to be here.
0: Thank you for listening to the Technically Speaking Podcast. Get involved with the show by following us on Twitter at SpeakTech or like our page at Facebook.com slash Podcast. If you have suggestions or questions related to the show, or would like to be considered as a future guest, send feedback and inquiries to hey at speaktechpodcast.com. I'm Zach Lands, and thank you for listening to the Technically Speaking Podcast.